Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Hello, friends. It's a beautiful day in the bluegrass. Sun is shining, birds are chirping, flowers are blooming. You know what that means. It's time for spring football in Kentucky. And what better way to celebrate than with the KSR Football Podcast? I'm Nick Roush, hanging out today in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Not KS Bar in Lexington, Louisville, Kentucky, with Drew Franklin and Charles Walker at the lovely Vacation Experts office in the heart of St. Matthews. The, the place to go to plan your vacation, it looks like. My first time in here, I might leave with the cruise. Well, I wouldn't blame you if you did because it's, I mean, it's vacation feeling. Like, I just, I'm actually upset that I'm wearing pants right now. It needs Me to be too. shorts. wearing jeans. And open toe shoes. Chuck, you've got like Chuck's a suit and tie. Dressed like he's been on. making money moves today. Yeah, I'm always trying to make some money. ABC, always be closing. <laughs> ABC. I think I still might get a pork sandwich somewhere in here. Did, does vacation experts do that? Or sure. Can I get some cornbread with mac and cheese? Uh, pork sandwich? No, that's KS Bar. But ah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. It looks the same. <laughs> kind of the same. <laughs> Just slightly different. Instead of uh, TVs, there's uh, brochures for vacations. Ooh, Ireland. Yeah. That's a good trip. Yeah, yeah you, you did that, didn't you? So, yeah, I want to go back. Great trip. Also, if any of our listeners want to suggest an all-inclusive. Trying yeah, to, I'm trying doing, to hit, uh, Trying to leave the country, hit right, a beach. Uh, Punta Cana when senior year spring break, when those guys go, you should go then. It's always pretty fun. I'm too old for that. <laughs> Although I would take them all <laughs> the down and party. The terrible liquor that is Ooh, Mama Juana. Mama Juana. Man, Ooh. Mama Juana, that stuff will light you up. I don't know if that's legal in the U.S. And they make lots of jokes about Mama Juana, too. They're like, oh, amigo, it'll help you out, brother. And you're like, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> um, but enough of Mama Juana. We're here to talk a little bit of football. I know that many of you, like Drew, were just going all over the country following the basketball team for quite some time. But basketball's over now. And it is. we've got a week or two of football. I guess we technically had two weeks of football. But now we're down to the final practice before – the spring game, and, you know, it's uh, – it's uh, for those who missed out, here's the thing. You didn't miss anything that was incredibly crazy. Um, I think it's safe to say that the biggest storyline that you missed was when Bone's hair's gone. All gone. He gone. I like that. Did he give a good reason? Well, it wasn't – it was basically like – I've got to take myself serious this year. This is my money-making year. Now, he, he part of it, too, was like, you know, I wanted to be able to connect with the fans. And I think a big part of it is when you see, like, all these teams coming in for pro day, you see all of your friends going and having interviews for the draft. I think that had a big part of it. Um, now, 
Mark Stoops, he was losing his hair for another reason. <laughs> Age? He said it was his defensive backs. Oh, yeah, my my wide receivers whooping up on him. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, you talk trash the year after there. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as as soon as all those dudes leave. Um, well, just to get back to this, I think Lenz was – didn't he say something about his image? That's why he this wanted – It's part of it, yeah. He wanted to have a, a, a better image. I think his overall – I think it's a reflection of how he's trying to grow as a person and a player. Mm, we're Don't they do the same thing the basketball team does, you would know, where they bring people in and talk about your own brand? And oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think Brand was mentioned in the quote. I don't have the direct quote in front of me, um, but – what did you do for your brand? Those yeah. were the best. Tell us about All your right. brand. Well, stories, they would come in, and obviously it happened a lot. Most of it would be during camp because, you know, you're you're at the facility like your whole life. But they would bring in people to talk about your brand, and the, re- the way they'd, like, get the players enticed into it and, and actually paying attention is they, they would make fun of or not make fun of, but point out examples of, like, bad branding. Ooh. So, like, when Taco was on the team, Taco Meat, Will Tom Collins, they'd oh. have, like, one of his Instagram pictures where he's holding four shotguns and an American flag, and they're like, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> or, uh, like, one player liked something on Twitter that was uh, an account that should, yeah. Booties. Yeah, like perfect booties. booties. Yeah, yeah. Like perfect yeah. booties or something. And it's like, <laughs> but Blake, isn't Blake that considered this. shooting your shot when you're in college? I guess it. I mean, e- either way, they were saying, do you want these NFL teams and these people, these fans to look at your account? And like, because they can go and see everything like this. And you'd sit there the whole meeting and you'd go, God, please say that I don't have anything online. <laughs> like, even I was. Worried. And I thought I was, you know. A, a clean record guy on Twitter, and I'm going through going, oh, is this next one going to be me somehow liking something that I shouldn't have been like? I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I think what really helped the Charles Walker brand was getting Drew Franklin on the bandwagon. That was nice. I was pushing the Heisman campaign, and I feel like I let you down. People still bring that up, so you didn't <laughs> let me down. Uh-huh. The good thing is at it's least the, it's the national down. voters. They That's let true. me down. Well, I was know. a little biased. Uh, can't blame you. I mean – Nobody was more biased than Freddie, who on the broadcast of the game is like, I called it. I called it as you're returning a punt for a touchdown. Oh, Freddie's the best. Oh, he really is. He really is. Um, but I, I, what I want to do is I want to give a, a little something about each different position group from the spring that will kind of hey, give you something to keep an eye on um, in the game Friday. But before I do that, just quickly on the game. If you don't have tickets – you can just basically walk up and get them. They free. Um, the kickoff is at 6 p.m. It's a little bit early. If you can't make it, it's on the SEC network. But we hope you're there because we're hoping for pleasant weather by then. Uh, it, they're calling for a.m. showers. And uh, uh, apparently April showers bring May flowers. Did you know mm, that, Charles? There you go. I've yeah. heard that. So we got to have some flowers in the bluegrass. But it's going to happen in the morning. We're going to get it all out of the way. Hope so. Yes, that that is the hope um, so that we can have a nice spring game. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of – I'm not a big fan of – like this is such a beautiful time of the year. Just come on, treat us right. When we get our time to go outside, it's almost like, like the first time you walk out in spring and you're like, hey, this is – this is nice. Mm-hmm. This is – you get on the golf course. Have you been on the golf course yet, Drew? No. I'm, I'm pretty mad about it. This has got to be soon. happening soon, though, right? Hope so. 
It was a busy March. Yeah. It happens. I'm supposed to be on my way home from Minnesota right now, but I'm not. Because we lost. But this is a football podcast. Football podcast, yes. Today yeah, was the first day I felt, ooh, nice outside. Yeah, exactly. Where are my shorts? Instead of like, where's the dark gym I'm going to? Yeah. I yeah. threw uh, threw some baseball yesterday. Wait. Because of the great weather. Threw a baseball? Yeah. So a bet? No, no, I've just, you know, nice weather out. I said, who wants to? Well, we were looking for a football. Nobody <laughs> didn't have one. So we went down to How his, do you uh, not have a football? Exactly. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, went down to his basement storage and found his old, like, I'm pretty sure it was T-ball, like, golf or uh, baseball bag because the gloves were teeny. <laughs> One of the balls was, like, the not the – it's not hard, but it's not a tennis ball. It's kind of like the soft baseball ball. We were just throwing that around. Sounds like a wild time. It was wild. It was pretty crazy. One of the crazier did things you, I've done. Did you get out some wall ball? We did not. We uh-huh. got in uh, – actually, we got in his neighbor's yard that they don't really like. Um and saw how far we could throw it. <laughs> yes, we're 23 years old. Yeah, still that do sounds that. Yes. Are you going to the spring game? I will be there, yes. Do we think there's going to be an uh, increase in attendance with the excitement coming off uh, the championship season? I think we're definitely going to see it in the fall. The spring, I think it all just really comes down to if it clears up or not, the weather. And Friday's tough. I don't like they do it on Friday. Why do they do it on Friday for TV? I think they like Friday because the players can then get like the whole weekend with their families. It is nice yeah. for as a player. I just think you know if you're a fan that lives two or three hours away, yeah, that can be a tough. Well, and typically it's like seven o'clock at night, which is like that's Friday night lights. But doing it at six, I agree. It, it's it's tough if you're making it from out of town. Nicholasville Road, I just <laughs> go ahead, folks, and be ready for that to be a nightmare between that and. People who are trying to come and go in and out of Keeneland. Just and KS Bar. Yeah. KS Bar. Just, it's going to be popping. Um, we have big things going on that night. Yeah. Ooh, we do. Yeah. Wink. Wink. Oh. Oh, a little teaser. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. That's a big thing, right? <laughs> I'll meet you over there. <laughs> Is that it? Um, but I, I did want to ask you, Charles. So, and Stoops kind of ran into the snafu. He likes doing spring practice in the morning versus – in the afternoon, which is typical practice in the fall. Are you, are you a big fan of spring practice in the morning? I love spring practice in the morning. I love every practice in the morning. I wish every practice Just was get the it morning. kind of over with? But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense during season because obviously you're never going to play at 6 a.m. when yeah. – I'm pretty sure that's when we used to, like, literally be on the field starting practice was 6 o'clock. So that means you're stretching at 5 or 5.30, whenever it was. It was early. Mm. But then once you were done with class at – Three o'clock, you were done, done for, the, for day, the day, which you're not used to because usually you're at the facility till seven, six thirty. Yeah. yeah, so it was really nice because you kind of had some time to just relax, and the sun was still out, and people were mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so I, I'm a fan of it, definitely. Yeah, and I know Stoops. He also likes it from a hey, this is a good academic semester for us, aka. You don't have that as a football as an excuse to have bad grades. Yes, um, definitely. Which I think that was a little bit of a snafu last fall. But, you know, you, you trade a few wins for a couple points on the GPA. It's fine. We're getting back <laughs> up this semester. But where it really ran into a snafu, though, is when you go that early in the morning. I don't know about you, but when you walked out your door on March 16th, it was probably pretty cold at 7 a.m. That's always tough, too, because – Everyone wants to wear a bunch of clothing early, but then, 
like halfway through warm. practice, it's warm, and you're going, why did I wear all this? Yeah. So then players are like, I need to skip this drill so I can change. And guys are like, no, you're not allowed no, to do that. This is college. It's not yeah. high school anymore. And I, I like that. Well, the the part that I know Stoops doesn't like is it, it a lot of times it forces them indoors. So I think Stoops, normally like old school Youngstown Stoops, he would have just been like every practice outside. I don't care how cold it is. But, you know, he's been to Arizona. He's been to Miami a bunch. You know, Florida State. I think he, I think Florida made him a little soft. Oh, a little softer you, you on call the edges. Him, you calling Stoops soft I'm on just, our podcast? I'm just saying that like – I'm out on this one. <laughs> Youngstown Stoops would have done every practice outside. But instead – He's letting the SoFo – he's being nice to the SoFo guys. Well, he mentioned the indoor practice facility. We need a new one. He didn't say that, but that's what I got out of it. Is it that bad that you're so close to the track? He mentioned some minor injuries. Yeah. You're so the close turf's to the not track. Great. The turf's terrible. you got to split up, and you're all on one field, which doesn't seem like a hassle, but you got – A lot like, of different groups. A lot of different groups. Then the end zones are not – They're cut off Regulation because yeah. they're uh, cut off for the indoor track. The track. And yeah, it is kind of a pain, you know. If you want to catch a fade in the end zone, and you want to do a goal line drill, then you gotta start it at like the all right. The twenty is now the touchdown, the end zone, and the ten is the end of it. And you're like, half the players get confused, and it's just it is kind of annoying. So right now, April 9th, former UK wide receiver Charles Walker is telling Mitch Barnhart he needs to build a new facility. I did not say that. It would be nice <laughs> though. <laughs> and and the thing is, is like. Could you could it be, if they just redid the turf? Do you think that that would like do enough or and mow over the well, track? Well, you can't punt in it either, but I don't think you can do that in any indoor facility. Yeah, yeah. Purdue has a that's probably the only one I've ever seen that you could because it, it giant ceiling. But you, also Terry Wilson's a quarterback. Why do you need to punt? There you go. Very good point, Drew. I, Very good point. One time I was catching Tim Mastay's punts when he was uh, back training, and we were doing it inside because it was raining, and he was telling me. That, you know, like those steel beams with the triangles at the very top, which yes. is why you can't – he was literally putting <laughs> balls, like, straight through them. He was going, all right, you lined up with the 10, and he'd go back to oh, whatever, like the 20, and go, all right, I'm going to put it through that steel beam, and you just catch it there. And I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to do that. <laughs> and, like, eight out of ten tries, he would just put it right through, and I'm going, yeah, I guess that's why you've been in the league for Man. nine yeah, years or whatever good. it was. Yeah. Our, our normal podcaster, uh, Austin McGinnis, he's pretty good at kicking – Kicking balls. We're going we're gonna to get him on here soon and just have an alliance podcast. I need to know what it was like being teammates with John Manziel. You know, it's not Johnny John. anymore. Oh, it's just yeah. John? I didn't. came yeah. out yesterday. Yeah. Do not Reed call man. him Johnny. He is John Manziel. You know, he probably took that re-imaging from uh, old Lynn Bowden right there. He said, yep. you know, he, he re-imaged or, yeah, he yeah, rebranded. There you there go. go. Rebranded yeah. himself. Maybe it's I, time I do it. Jonathan rolls off the tongue better than just John. Ooh. Right. Jonathan's a little bit more grown up, but – Nonetheless, I really hope that McGinnis went out of the town with Jonathan. John. The, the two weeks they were teammates. Yeah, the, the long two weeks and the great hustling, bustling Memphis nightlife. Uh, Austin McGinnis didn't miss a kick for Memphis? No, zero kicks. Nine for nine? Pretty good. I mean, uh, that's exactly what I expected. To all the NFL GMs listening to this show, Yeah, his number hasn't changed. Just give him a call. Call him up. Dial him, him up. He'll be there, and he'll make field goals for yep. you. Yep. Exactly. He had a game winner too, didn't he? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like yeah. the first game they signed him in, it's four kicks and their first win. <laughs> it's like, huh, what have you been missing? Yeah. You've been missing the Mac Daddy. Um, so back to spring ball. I got one big bugaboo about spring ball that I didn't mention earlier. Ooh, oh. ooh, ooh, lay it on us. And this is 
very uh, petty, I guess, as you would say. But when you're warming up and you got to get on the ground and there's still dew on the ground, oh, and it get wet. is miserable. <laughs> it is miserable. Uh, I guess it's kind of the same whenever your socks get wet when you're golfing in the morning and it's real dewy mm-hmm. and you get kind of soggy feet. Yep, it's on the on the back of the it's the ankle, the heel. Very comparable to. It sounds like some football. real tough guys here. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> um, but so, I wanted to use the 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 two. There was two players who got hurt in the indoor. It's Stoops is like, screw it, we're going outside. Stop practice right away. And that was Limbo and Cavazier Smoke. Good news is they're good. They're expected to play Friday. And this is where I want to talk about people in each different position group. Because the running backs, obviously, you're not going to replace Benny Snell overnight. Like, dude broke all the rushing records. That's not exaggeration <laughs> either. He broke all of the rushing records. So, the question is, well, how do you replace him? These guys are pretty fun. We know what we're getting on A.J. Rose. A.J. was pretty good last year. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Caught some passes out of the backfield. That's something they want to utilize more this year. I think he averaged like six yards a carry. Because like, he That's just hit straight in. Oh, yeah. Spin yeah. moves nice. So, A.J., we know he can be a home run hitter. The other guys. So, Cavassier, when you watch them do their drills, he's fun from a, like, He's a big dude, but his feet are moving very fast. Like, he doesn't look like he should be moving that fast, but he can at 215 pounds. I was more excited to see Smoke in action because of what I saw at scrimmages. They did open up for the media one day. I saw he, one. He, well, he's the type of dude that, like, goes into the pile of bodies and then just, like, squirts free and then gets, like, 15 more yards. Yeah. Rodriguez. So, Eddie Grant said today that during the scrimmage on Saturday, he just completely decleated somebody by lowering his shoulder. I saw it, and I know who it was, and it was a linebacker that's got some size. Can you give us initials? Come on. Uh, JD. Oh, he – Really? He got a double number. Really? you're talking about. He ran over him. I think it it was one of those where – he could have gone out of bounds, and he was kind of, you know, right on the sideline. Oh. And he was like, "All right, I could step out, or, I'm or gonna I run. could <laughs> run over this guy, get like a half more yard. I'm gonna go ahead and do it." And he popped him, Good. and maybe the linebacker wasn't ready for it, and it would have go differently in a game. But yeah, no, it was nice. <laughs> it was definitely nice. So Rodriguez is doing that, and then they said he also. The week before in the previous scrimmage, he tore off a 58-yard run and got over 20 miles an hour. I saw all I needed in the game last season. I know it wasn't against an SEC opponent. Was it I don't Murray? remember if it was Murray or if it was the other one. Where he just bulldozed and <laughs> pulled yeah. people like 20 yards? <laughs> it was It was the Murray game. Because Smoke's big run was against Louisville, yeah. which basically not even Division One team. They're comparable. When's their spring game? Didn't they just like not tell anyone and they kind of had it on Thursday night or something like oh, that? Oh, it was their spring <laughs> showcase. And there showcase, were, um, there you go. I think we have more people here than we're actually at ah. Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. But they're all fired up for Scott. Isn't that his name? Freddie. Freddie Satter. Freddie Sats. So we're calling. Didn't they have no. a bunch of transfers going to the portal too? Whatever. Is this portal real? I'm still confused by it now. It's real. It's you, a real you portal. actually have to go sit in it until the school calls you. Oh, yeah. wow. It's like you're at the, the you bench go. outside the principal's office. Yep. And you wait till you get your name called. Um, but, man, it's really great that, like, the, the Louisville football fans are just like, huh, 
So when are we going to get some some good news? Are we going to get any recruits? They're not. Yeah, yeah now they're like fans that? are bringing up basketball. They're like, well, we're just we got a lot of recruit. We got a lot of number ones for basketball coming in. So be ready for that. Oh, it's, it's great that we're they they, they have one now. McDonald's All American. It's like, oh my gosh, greatest recruiting class ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the football. Oh yeah, yeah. this yeah. is yeah. football this podcast. Football true, podcast. True, true. Um, I'm going to take a picture of you all while you talk. Uh, I had a really good point that I was going to bring up. Like, it was a dynamite point, and it was on the tip of my tongue. It was recruiting because yesterday the Cats ah. got the goods. The Cats got the goods. Well, Mar Goods, in fact, which just great all, all-time all name right there. But I think the mo- most intriguing part about this dude, not only is he just highly ranked, like uh, 201st overall in rivals, top 15 defensive tackle. He's from, like, a small town in Canada. He, he went to a school with 750 – People in it in Canada, in Canada, in Alberta, not even like uh, so big dogs crossing territories to yeah. recruit now. This dude, so he he, in, it's Alberta in like the oil fields of Alberta, which is Alberta is the province above Montana. Yeah, there's not a lot out there. There is nothing in the middle of Alberta, but except he, for Lamar Goods, he was yeah. he was good enough. He made Canada's eighteen and under team as a sixteen year old, picked off a pass when they crushed the USA team in the bowl game at Jerry World uh, in spring of last year. And he was like, all right, I'm going to go to a prep school and finish out. He was the top-ranked player in Canada at the time. Kentucky had already offered him. They were smart enough. Let's just offer the number one player in Canada. Why not? I don't know where the connection is, but Brad White, once once he got to Canada, Brad White, when he was up on his Northeast tour, he's like, all right, let's get all over this kid. And for those who – I just it's it's really fun to get to know kind of this kid's background because when you piece the puzzles together, this isn't uh, your typical. Uh, I'm committing early and then a, a bunch of other. I'm waiting for other schools to offer. Yeah, he's already got offers from Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. I mean, what are you waiting on at that point? And on top of all of that, he's not the. Uh, he's not buying the. He's Canadian. He's a he's a nice old Canadian, and they 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 call him his his high school coach referred to him in the Herald Leader as a moose, and I really <laughs> so badly want, want to that just to stick. Yes, yeah. You know you have the power to make it stick. We just got to start hashtagging it everywhere. It's just we just have to only refer to him as moose. Okay, here's the other thing, Drew. On the Wikipedia page for his hometown of Fort Fort McMurray, one of the nicknames is Fort McMoney, and I don't know if that's just like. Wikipedia editors, or if that's true, because it sounds like the the moose from Fort McMoney. That's the greatest. That's like a wrestler. Yeah, uh, I'm all in on that. And now I don't even want to know his. I've already forgotten his name. Goods. Uh, forget that. Yeah, he's moose. now the moose from the Fort moose McMoney. Mc, from Fort McMoney. Put that on his jersey. Oh man, is this the beginning of the Alberta pipeline? Is like Vince Marrow going to become Mister Alberta? He's going to be wearing a Mountie hat. <laughs> And going Ooh, that's to a Photoshop job waiting to happen. <laughs> and I'll get on that pancakes. Yeah. Oh man, I just and the only thing that um I wish Kentucky did a better job of. We don't have like a big blue. We don't have a John Scott website to look up where each player's from. But I, I cannot recall a player ever from Canada. Uh, somebody sent me one today. Really, Mike Siganos S I G A N O S huh. was a defensive back. No, wait, that's Connecticut. Oh, 
Connecticut. We asked for Connecticut and Canada this morning. Okay. There's someone sent a, a Canada one, too. That was the Connecticut okay. one. So we've gotten one from Connecticut, one from Canada. That's remarkable um, that you're knocking out two birds with one stone. But also, uh, on a deeper level, like, so Brad White comes from the NFL. And mm-hmm. you immediately think, like, all right, this dude ain't going to want to recruit. It's effective. We just lost the defensive coordinator to the NFL because recruiting takes up a lot of time, time away from your family, et cetera, et cetera. Turns out Brad White wants to recruit, and he's doing a pretty good job of it so far. And on top of already locking up goods, there's a bunch of other dudes who have been visiting, who came in for junior day, that are really good that, you know who normally recruits those guys? The team we just beat in the bowl game. Mm. Yeah. Penn State? Suck it, Penn State. Yeah, take that. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the real Blues team now? My Kentucky. Gosh, yeah. You didn't weren't there with Brad White, right? He came after Mm-mm. you left? He was after. So you can't answer my Brad White questions? Uh, I talked to him like five times maybe. Do you want to just fake it? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. he awesome? Oh, God, he's the best coach ever. His okay. I have no further questions. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I would like to say that it was uh, pro day. Now, yesterday – was UK's second pro day. I, Jack was there for KSR for pro day part two. I was getting a car towed. That was fun. Um, but Ooh. for pro day one, pro day one was fun because, like, it was just – everybody was pretty much just hanging out. Like, Josh was just running around with yeah, his kid he the whole did. time. Okay, I was about to say, he didn't do anything, did he? Yeah, he got measured and was yeah. just hanging out and, like, cracking jokes the whole time, which I'm he glad – He already earned his money. I'm he, glad that I'm on a level now where, like, the dude who's going to be a top five pick in the draft is, like, making fun of me. So, like, I know I've gotten to a good place where he's even giving me hell. But it also – because you had just, like, Mike Zimmer, who no eye patch or no glasses or anything, just looking normal after 100 eye surgeries. And, like, the Vikings coaches running Adrian Middleton through drills and keeping a close eye on Beatty, which Beatty, by the way, he was really good in those position drills. Um and we've got our first uh, seven-round mock draft, Chuck. Seven-round really? mock draft, and six Wildcats are in it. And none of them were named Bunchy Stallings or Big George. So Who did the the big seven-round mock draft? Dane Brugler. Ooh, he's good with he, the seven-round mock drafts. Yeah, he's the best with them. But I, he actually is a pretty good uh, in-the-know guy, does stuff for the athletic. And Westry was one of his that made the cut because Westry ran oh, like yeah, he a 4-3-1. Yeah. And a four three nine at Pro Day. Like a thirty nine too or something. It was crazy. crazy. It yeah, was he was absolutely and Big George, he jumped he has the same vertical as Benny Snell. Thirty one? Yeah. Yeah. At third at three hundred pounds. It's just it's pretty dang good. Who was the highest uh drafted player other than Josh Allen? Gotta be Lonnie. Yeah, it was Lonnie. Lonnie was second second round at like around fifty. And then Edwards was third. And now that I think about it, I don't even think Benny Snell was in this guy's mock draft. Because all the DBs were like in the seventh round after that. I, I don't know. I've got a, I, it'll be in a post soon. Gotcha. But um, regardless, the pro day was kind of fun because all these guys now, they're just like, all right, I, I don't have to be serious. I don't have uh, you know the UK media relations over my back. I can just kind of hang out. I'm trying yeah. to make money now. And – those guys are going to be making money here soon. We are only two weeks, I think, two weeks and two days away from the NFL draft down in Nashville. I'll be there for the first day when Josh is just getting in. He's on the red carpet, 
schmoozing around. I think the big dog is going down with uh, Coach Stoops. They plan on being there. I really – speaking of Mountie hats, let's get a cowboy hat on, on Vince Mara. That's uh, a pair of boots. Be a big like cowboy pair hat. 22 <laughs> – yeah, 22s. I thought it was uh, the dude who turned his ankle in the national championship game. He was – yeah, he has to wear a size bigger shoe for his ankle tape. It's a 16 instead of just two 15s. God. Wow. Size 16. Uh, Nashville's going to be a mess. I want to go. It's going to be f- – well, should be fun, but it's going to be a little crowded. Yeah. Uh, I've looked up hotel rooms for that night. Uh, downtown <laughs> is $600 only. There way. you go. So, KSR uh, covering that? I know uh, ESPN paid a bar $140,000 to to rent it out for the weekend. Just like they do their rooftop, shows on the rooftop or something? Yep. That's – I would love – like, please – Rent out KS uh, Bar for $140,000. I love how Nashville is taking this on. Like, they want to make it a good show so they can have it every year. They want it to be the official home of the draft. So, they're going all out. If if you, I'm all for that. I, I love hearing updates from Tyler because, like, people are up in arms over – The trees. The trees. The tre- they pulled up the cherry trees <laughs> to make room for a stage. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know there were cherry trees down there. Did you? I didn't. I know. Well, there's not now. Is this there. on Broadway? Yeah, yeah, they're doing it so if you know where like Acme and uh, Hard Rock that end. So I've never really been there. Oh, ne- never, never frequented that those <laughs> establishments. But they're putting the stage at that end, and it's going to have to take up some of the cherry trees. So they're wow. they're relocating them. They're not tearing them. They're down. moving a lot of the power lines underground to not mess with sight lines Sight-li- of the yeah, stage. Yeah. This must be the best stage ever. It has to. So be. wait, it, it, the actual draft stage is going to be outside? Just on Broadway. What yes. if it rains? I, then it rains. I I mean, and the, and the other thing is, too, is, like, if you're just a fan, I mean, I'm sure they'll have, like, porta-potties and stuff. But, like, do you go – if it's just on the street, is there, like, a security you got to go through? Is there, like, yeah. some sort of ga- – I don't know. It's it's going to be a wild time, but all we know is Josh Allen's going to make a lot of money. Yes. Yes, that's a fact. And I'm all for him going to the Jets. Him and Avery holding down that defense. They got Levy on Bell. They they kind of signed him just for a little help, and he became the face of that defense in one season. Do you like their uniforms? No. Yeah. I don't hate them as much as the internet hates them, but I don't care for them. The internet just hates everything more than mm-hmm. it's worth. But because it's, it's cool to hate. Yeah, but they do kind of look like Pee-wee. I don't think they look that good. Yeah, they look kind of like a Pee Wee design. You know? They look like an arena football design. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not XFL kind of. Yeah, exactly. Not great, but I'm still going to get a 41 jersey the night of the draft. Oh, absolutely. I've I'm already got it ready. Um and I'm just I'm enjoying this last month or so where they're just writing Josh Allen hype articles. That one by on ESPN was really good too. Uh from Rich Semini that came out earlier this week. So check that out if you haven't. When is too soon to text CJ Conrad when he gets picked to the Titans that I need tickets in a jersey? Like now. immediately? Um, like they say his name, then I send the text that you yeah, already I, have pre-typed. Yeah, like I want to be the first text. <laughs> you, need to hit it, no, you need to hit him on all platforms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what? I don't really need the LinkedIn. tickets. I can get in the building. Maybe just some some field access. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe a spot on the team plane for an away game. That's not too much. No, no, that's not too much. Okay. To ask. That's comped, yeah. of course. Okay. Help yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not paying for any of this. He's yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, just going to like training camp or something, being like, "Yeah, I'm his liaison." Yeah, we're yeah, the say some agent of his. Make up some agent name and be like, "I'm his agent." You can of, be director uh, of marketing. 
Like, okay. Instead of Chuck for Heisman, CJ for Heisman. The problem is getting CJ on board with this because he's going to be like, hey, dude, we've met like three times. And I'm going to say, I know, play it cool. Get me in. Just say, no, I got it covered. <laughs> oh, man. Just give him security. I got it covered, CJ. Yeah, CJ, don't, don't blow your career right here. Trust I'm me. Your guy. I'm yeah, your marketing exactly. director. He ran – he did have really good numbers, actually. I what was comparing – 21 on bench? Which would have been – I think there were – Five guys that had 22 and one guy that had 24 at the combine. And he's a like, he's a big power clean guy. That's that's where he uh, that's where he's got his strength. I like that's a is that all the way from the floor? All the way from. Is the that floor. a press too? No press. No, no press. No press. Just up and you got to get under it. Yeah. It up. Man. Do they do uh, cycling at pro day? Because I feel like I could hang with with everyone in cycling. Yeah. Some uh, once the Taylor Swift theory. techno remix kicks in at Cycle Bar. Oh. I put up some numbers. Oh, have you been doing the? It's about uh, all I can do. Have you been doing the the cycling lately? I need to get back on it. I've done it before. Man, I'm on this stupid Sean T workout. Sean T. Yeah, Sean, he did the like the T twenty five. The female artist, the <laughs> Sean T. Did like the T twenty five and the P ninety X and ooh P ninety X and that like abs in seven minutes or something. It's, it's no, that's seven minute abs. Ah. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, what yeah. It is. You brought that up. One <laughs> this one's transform twenty, and I just I, have you transformed yet? I have not. In fact, I get on the scale and I'm like, I thought I was supposed to be transforming, Sean. Where's the transforming? But anyway, it's just really annoying when you get the little workout people. Why are you doing this? Think real hard about why you want to transform your body. Is that what they say at Pro Day to get people fired up? I'm doing this because my wife is making it. How'd you do at Pro Day? You had a Pro Day. Yeah, it was good. Did you put up some good numbers? I think so. Four, 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 three. I don't even remember what my numbers were. Someone asked me the other day. I said, I don't know. (laughs) How many... Dumbbell curls, did you do? Oh, 600. That's that was cool. my best one, the dumbbell curl. <laughs> so, Is that an event? Mm-hmm. How would we feel oh, about uh, Mike Edwards at Green Bay? We would like that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like Green Bay. I think yeah. he'd be a pretty good compliment to, even though he went to that terrible school that we all hate, he's damn good, uh, Jair oh, Alexander. He's really good. Did he ever line up against you? Uh, I don't Maybe once or twice because I didn't he's, necessarily line up outside. He's He made he's their good. defense good. Yeah, no, he was really good. Yeah, but I could see him and Mike, you know, playing well together because they could both just fly around and mm-hmm. ball hawks. Uh, is that where he nice. is? Green Bay interested? That's the uh, they were. I think they were one of the teams yesterday, and that's one of the mock draft ones that we've got uh, pulled up. Uh, Westry visited the Cowboys. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't know him well enough to hit him up for tickets. No, no. Oh, maybe Derek Beatty. He's Rams was the projected here in the seventh round. Ooh. Super Bowl. That'd be fun. L.A., nice vacation spot. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I wonder who could set me up with a vacation. Maybe vacation experts. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah, a good they idea. They could probably do that. I think they could do that. Um, okay. So, actual spring football. Back on topic. Yes, back on topic. We, we trailed off for a little while. Oh, actually, <laughs> kind of funny that Lonnie Johnson bet Mike Edwards' skyline to, like, get him to run faster. I it, think he might have even had a piece of uh, skyline coney on a uh, fishing rod and was riding it back while Mike was running. I mean, that – like, how can you be that good of an athlete and eat that? Well, there's that one much? thing that would get him to run that fast, and it is Skyline because he loves it. If you follow him on Snapchat or anything, he is always either tweeting at Skyline <laughs> or on a Snapchat story. There's, like, four cheese conies. He loves it. I run pretty fast after Skyline. <laughs> after Skyline. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. I just – keep doing it, Mike. Keep doing you. I – God help you. I, you can't eat like that forever. <laughs> you cannot keep eating Skyline uh, once you're done running around. Okay. 
onto the actual football portion of things. Uh, Terry Wilson, when you watch him at practice, he looks like a dude who is has been quarterback and has been the guy on the offense. And especially with the young wide receivers, when they go make a big play, he's tagging somebody else in and going and celebrating with them. And I think that's very the, nice. See, and that's the the little stuff that like, like Patrick Tolles wasn't the most consistent quarterback, and he wasn't the greatest thrower, but he was good at building other people up. And I think that makes up for a lot of deficiencies if you can get the guys around you to play well. And Terry is kind of a quieter guy, and it, I think it's really good to see him doing that for the offense. Now, whether or not their offense is going to be passing the ball around all over the field, that that kind of comes down to on the other guys, which it's a, it's what everybody's asking about. Yeah, how who are, the are these other guys? Well, yeah. How are the drops? Have you been? Who's catching them? Who's dropping them? I don't even know receivers. So here's the thing: there's one guy who's really really good at running faster than everybody and beating them, and then dropping the ball. And that's Isaiah. Epps. That was going to be my guess. Yeah, he, he's fast. He's very, very fast. Like a Giselle out there, Gazelle. Gazelle, sorry. yeah. Giselle is Tom Brady's wife. Yes, mm. both. Yeah. Both um, foxes. It's my new favorite player if he's being a Giselle <laughs> out there. Now Eddie Eddie Green didn't call him out by name today, but I'm almost certain it was him because he was like, "We had a great big play drawn up and then drop." And that's what you see in pre- He's he's doing all the little things right. I think now he has the yips. Is that a thing with receivers truck? Can you get the yips? I guess you can. I don't know. I always thought you either have it or you don't. But because you had it. Ah, well, thank you. But <laughs> there's one that you can't necessarily because you can't coach know. catching a football, exactly. right? Well, you can't coach size, yeah. which he does have. He does have speed. You can't coach speed, and you're supposed to be able to coach catching the ball. But at the end of the day, it goes on the receiver or person to just do it themselves and go get that extra rep, extra reps, catch balls every day. Which he probably might be doing. I think some of it is like a strength, and it's not necessarily a weightlifting strength. I think it's a, um, I'm going to rip this away from your hands yeah. kind of mentality. And I think there's two guys that have it. One is Ahmad Wagner. Now, he hasn't played a ton this spring. He had kind of a weird hammy, so he's probably played half the time. Um, but he was at practice today. I expect him to be playing Friday. Hey, he just went – he was a basketball player this time last year. Fun fact, he won more games as a Kentucky football player in the calendar year of 2018 than he did as an Iowa basketball player. Ooh. Iowa only won five Big Ten games last year. That is an impressive stat. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And then this year they were, like, in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Um, but Wagner is one of those big dudes who, like, he has the maturity about him where I think a lot of the younger kids, there's not a the, – the perspective isn't there. He has it, and he has the size, the strength. Now he's just got to get the pad level. Does he have to get – is he physical out there? Yeah. Okay. I, I think his biggest thing, though, is separation. When you're that big, you can jump up, right? But, like, actually getting some space between guys yeah. is hard because big trees got to get, you know. They can get a little uh, – it's a little bit easier to break somebody off if you're – Yeah. Are they still going to run the pass interference play? Yes. I didn't – he's officially three of four on mm-hmm. pass interferences on targets. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, pass interference is a catch. The one The one who the, – the number 82, Josh Ali, 
he's the guy who he's got to be the number two. Taven Richardson's gone. He's at Marshall of all places. I don't know why. I don't know what happened there either. I, I, my my assumption is that he was boys with LT. He he got a lot of catches that last year of Lamar. New coach comes in and like he doesn't start right away. That's my guess. Yeah, but that's just a guess. Um, but Josh Ali, you were talking about a guy who like has the kind of mentality that you're looking for in receiver. Just the last. The, the last practice I watched, the separation he's getting from guys, the the fight for the ball, uh, and the consistency. Now, Eddie Graham was giving him hell because of something he did today, but I think that's also a Eddie Graham being a, an old hard ass. Do we still have him on the outside, Yes, Josh? still on the outside because really you only need Lynn Bowden on the inside. I agree. Cleveland and Akeem Hayes, they're doing their thing. But, dude, Lynn is – Folks, he's just on, killing he's it. on some other shit right now. It is, <laughs> it is, it is, like, it was one of those things where I couldn't get good videos of him because I was just in awe. He's you, the old high school videos where he's just running around people. He's doing that now to SEC defensive backs. Yeah, they aren't. No, your, that's exciting. No, they aren't your Derek Beatty's and your Lonnie Johnsons. They aren't those guys. They're a bunch of new guys, which we'll get to. But do Lynn is just. He's crazy, and you're not going to be able to appreciate a lot of it because they're not going to play him a ton in the spring game. But Rightfully so. Man, he is just – if he doesn't get average eight touches a game, then Eddie's doing something wrong. So let's say it's Florida game. Kentucky's trying to mount a comeback, throwing the ball. Who? What names will we hear in the passing game other than Lynn Bowden? It'll, receivers. It, Ollie, Ollie will be the big one. Um, and then I think it'll be – Wagner, and then there's there's like four guys who are all they're all second year guys, and they're all kind of bunched up together. Bryce Oliver, B.J. Alexander, and um, Alan Daly. So like right now they're at the point in their careers where B.J. Alexander goes up, makes crazy one handed catch. Next time out he drops runs a wide open pass. No, no, no. He didn't drop it. He ran a hitch and didn't run back to the ball. And mm. the corner catches up and rips it out. And then he's got like three coaches chewing him out. That's kind of where they're all at right now. And it just kind of depends on which day. One of those three dudes is going to end up playing a significant amount of time. Yeah. Along with maybe Cleveland Thomas. I just threw a lot of names out there, but I think just the most encouraging, the one takeaway from wide receivers this spring, Josh Ali's looks to be the second reliable option, and that's what you needed. You needed at least two dudes, along with tight ends. I was going to say. This is where we get to the tight ends. That new 88 looks big. He's huge. Yeah. And, unfortunately, 88 is not a number that you will be able to watch. He tweaked a hamstring in the second spring scrimmage. They're just going to hold him out out of precaution. But Keaton Upshaw is every bit of 6'8", maybe more. Like, I look up to him, and I tell people I'm 6'6". He runs really well. They're very high on him. Um, is Riggs still the starter? Riggs is still the starter. And uh, it was kind of funny. There was one day where all three tight ends were getting interviewed at once. Like, th- that doesn't happen. CJ's been the one dude for four years. And then yep. now it's Riggs, Bates. Uh, Bates, it's Vince loves to give Bates hell because. He's uh, a molar boy. He, he's He's been around a block. He knows ex- what it is. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. Is he it, can take it. During practice, I, I – you mean a Cincinnati mower? They taught you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Vince is a block. You got to learn to block before we're going to let you catch passes. I think that's where Bates is on the pecking order. And right now, you're just. Uh, 
between Riggs and Upshaw. Upshaw is going to be the guy. When we're throwing – it's throwing downs, we want to have him in, but we know Riggs can get the job done yeah. with his hands. So, yeah. um, that's kind of fluid. You're not going to notice much on Friday. Offensive line, the one thing you need to know about offensive 67. line. He's back, and he hasn't missed a rep. Really? Yes. So, he's back, back. Back, all the way back. And they even – like. They basically were like, yeah, he pretty much used that as a redshirt year. Because I, I actually don't think he was – I think he was just a meniscus. So, like, this, the injury wasn't the worst kind of knee injury. So, he got to like he got to be able to get back to lifting quicker. And they were like, you can tell that were a lot of guys that are around his age where they get that extra year to build strength. Like, he's grown into his body. Which, Landon Young was already grown. Yeah, he's huge. So – that left side of the line with Landon and Stenberg and then Drake at center. What about Nick Lewis? Is he has his footwork? That's the big old boy, right? So yeah. Thanos. <laughs> he is he is enormous. He is not in the tackle rotation. He's he's a little bit more of a project because Kennard Kennard, yeah. Kennard it's Kennard and um Fortner, maybe? Fortner's starting at guard? guard right okay. now. They've got Fortner and Mason Wolf kind of alternating at right guard. Those are two big guys. Yeah, two big guys alternating at right guard. And then at right tackle, it's Kennard and I believe Watkins. Oh, yeah. No EJ Price, so a lot less fights in practice this year. Not as entertaining. That could be good for you sometimes. Didn't he transfer and now he's in CFL or something yeah, he's like a, that? He's playing with uh, Micah Johnson, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Can't believe my, uh, almost said Magic Johnson. He retired. Can't believe Micah Johnson is still going. He's the highest paid defensive player in the CFL. <laughs> That's crazy. Western Kentucky boy. Yeah, Fort Campbell. Oh, I don't like Fort Campbell. We'll move on. Uh, okay. The big thing about the defensive line is they're the big thing in the defense. Two years ago, we were just bashing the defensive line. Like, well, Kentucky's pretty good everywhere, but they don't have a defensive line. They stink. Well, now, whenever you ask about, like, so. Uh, How's Bull? How's Bully doing? Well, that was the thing is we were asking about Drake, and they were just like, well, Bohana's kicking his ass. <laughs> Which. Well, I think he's, I mean, he's, if he's, didn't he have ankle problem last year? That See, that was the thing is he had an ankle that he kept turning. So, he, he basically was only healthy for maybe half the year. Yeah. And now, not only is he healthy, but. He's got an understanding for offense. So, as Derek LeBlanc's basically like, this is you're how we stop the run. This is what teams are trying to do to you to take you out of it. So, now he's got to – he picks up offenses better. And he's able to recognize what they're doing much quicker. And that's what made him so great is not only has he got the physicality down, but from a mental aspect, he's really challenging Drake. And that's basically turned into a war. Which is exciting to hear in spring oh, football. Oh, yeah. And you, you did ask about Bully, though. Well, Bully McCall. Mm-hmm. So, the thing that I like to hear, do you remember the name Abule? Oh, yeah. Abule yeah. Adabe Fitzgerald. Yes. Abule, who, he was a scrawny little basketball player. No, mm-hmm. oh, he's not anymore. He's, <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> yeah. He's so big, they put him at nose. Really? They put him at nose because – I see Abule as like the antithesis of McCall. He's huge. Because McCall is like this dude who's grown up with football. He's just got great technique, all the strength in the world. But 
He's got to get in shape, and he's got to do all the right little things. Got to take care of his academics, all that kind of stuff. That's where he struggles. But Boule is the opposite. Boule is the, I've never played football before, but I put on a lot of weight and I work really hard. I'm yeah. in the gym all the time. Like I think I heard at one point they actually had to be like, "Hey, you got to cut down on lifting weights. You're gonna hurt yourself." So the old Trent Richardson uh, talked to, or was that Derrick Henry? That Bama was like, "Hey, you got to stop squatting <laughs> for this much weight." Trent okay. Richardson, it was you got to stop eating. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Um, RPAF. But I think it's nice that they they've moved Abule there because it's like, oh, Marquand, you don't want to bring it. Well, Abule's bringing it, so that's going on. And they're they're too deep everywhere. Calvin Taylor's crazy. Um, he's been good when he's not crushing it. Then, uh, uh, what's his name? Phil Hoskins. He had three sacks the other day, three sacks in a scrimmage. So across the board, the yeah, defensive line, some, they're they're players. the strength of the team. And uh, Derek LeBlanc, little unsung hero there. Oh, definitely. Derek LeBlanc is one of those where, like, Alabama's going to come call him for too long. Um, we might have gotten a couple phone calls last offseason. Yes. So, th- he is – he is Just us talking. Yes. There might have been some calls. There might have been some calls. Derek LeBlanc knows what the hell he's doing. Uh, he, he's a big reason I convince Goods to come here just because of the way that he talks to him. And – well, Blanc is also like, uh, if you talk to him, like he's just a straight shooter who tells people like it is and is going to bust their ass if they don't bring it. And I just, I like that this year's Kentucky team, it's trench warfare on defense. It's going to be awfully hard to run the football behind them because the line, the middle linebackers, probably your best guys on the team. Yeah. Maybe. How are we, how, what's going on there? What's the rotation there? Well, the good thing is Cash has to be starting, right? And well, then, well, well, I think Cash had a shoulder surgery. They didn't say that, but he hasn't been going full contact, which means mm. me think he had a shoulder and they don't want to mess it up. So he's just doing thud. He and so all the live I game think Cash's reps, thud is someone else's full tackle. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that it's it's just been Oates and Square with uh, Jamin rotating in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trey Wilkins, the early enrollee from Georgia, who's been kind of going in with those guys too. But I think in the spring game, when you got Oates and Square out there running around, those dudes can cover a lot of ground. And Oates, he's gotten a little – he's gotten thick. Boy's getting a little bulky. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Is Cash just going to be on everything this year from the marketing standpoint? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I feel like they're just going to – let Cash go in interviews. Just, like, go be Cash. Yeah, just do you. Go. I really hope they, like, give him the mic at the spring game. Just kind of like at WrestleMania the other day. Just like, here. I would like that. Yes. Give me some of that. Um, He's going to need to do a lot, though, this year. Because outside of that, Brad White, um, normally when defensive coordinators are mad about a position, they're just like, you know – it's not very good. Brad White, when he was mad about his offensive linebackers, he talked about it for 10 minutes. He's not very pleased with them. I think some of it's because, uh, you know, Josh Allen set the standard pretty high. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Um, but filling his position right now, you've got Jordan Wright, who played just a little bit as a red cert freshman last year, and then Jared Casey, the four-star linebacker from Ballard, who is, has 10 practices under his belt. And he's got to learn a lot really fast. So, I think 
the position will eventually figure itself out. There's just frustration early on because a lot of these guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you can't expect Jared Casey to come in right away and be ready to go. Yeah. Uh, but I saw him, and he looks the part already. Yes. He's very fast, too. Very fast. And I think in the spring game Friday, you're going to see number six making some plays that he probably shouldn't be making, but he's just such a good athlete that he's going to make his mistakes at 100 miles an hour, and it's going to make something good. I saw another possible linebacker slash hybrid slash put him anywhere this week. Ooh. Flying home. Oh. I was in uh, Florida for work, coming back early Monday morning. Florida for work? You go to Florida for work Florida a lot. Florida for work. Yeah, Got to do man, it. That's rough. Work conference is there. That's what the job calls for. <laughs> Got to be the one to bite the bullet, hang out on the beach. Way to, you know. way to suck it up. J.J. Uh, Weaver. Oh. Big dude. Nice. And he I guess he's not enrolled right now. No, no. He wanted to play basketball and party with his friends. Um, and he's at Moore, right? Yes, he's I at think Moore. He's originally from. He's originally from Fort Lauderdale, and okay. he was back in Broward County, uh, visiting family over spring break, and working out with uh, at, at Nick Scalzo's, like with all those guys. Um, they're the defensive end that Scalzo and Ojinovich played with. Uh, Chris Bogle, he's going to Florida. And so he was working out with that dude. Yep, and those dudes yep. were just massive. Yeah, I know. This guy was huge. JJ was. Big body, then he looks. Man, he's and the he thing is, like he could be good. He he is all potential too. Yeah, he there's so much potential there. Um, and and another guy who, I I think that there's some people around the program who are really excited about is Marquez Bembry. He's on campus, but he had to have knee surgery, so he's missed spring. He's just walking around lifting it on knee brace. JUCO transfer. He's a guy who, if they don't figure it out outside linebacker, they can come in right away. Um, but as of now, just for Friday, 6 and 15, those are your two guys filling in for Josh Allen. And it'll just be interesting to see how they – I don't think we should say filling in for Josh Allen. Yeah, they're at his position technically. But Boogie is obviously – Boogie Watson's yeah, the, 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 the leader of that group. Yeah, seven sacks last year, I think. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty solid year. Take that. Um, one, ooh, there's a crazy person on the sideline now too. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. And that's uh, Coach John Summerall. Oh yeah, oh, he yeah. and uh, they like him. Dude, Cash said he loved him. He's he is the, like you, actually crazy. If you could mold the perfect coach for Cash Daniel, it's John Summer. Oh God! <laughs> like imagine it's basically imagine Cash all grown up to be a football coach. Is this gonna be one of those things you see like on a Saturday when the coach is his headbutt yeah. everybody? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of. He's yeah. putting the dip in his lip for him. Oh my! It, oh. He. But when you're watching practice, like, there's some points where he's just like, all right, I want to see somebody get knocked on their ass. Come on. You know, like, just like, let's let's go do it. And that, whereas, that's a little bit different than House. A little bit more X's and O's guys, him and Elliot, and in the defense coordinator now, Brad White, more X's and O's guys where some are all big, emotional, let's just – Rally the troops. I think you already set the bar too high for some raw. I yeah. see him fighting over who gets to hold the American flag. I see him <laughs> I throwing see him a can in, of dip out to Cash on the field. I see him putting the victory dips in with Cash and Stenberg and violating some <laughs> yeah. of the alliance rule there. You've, you've set the bar too high yeah. for oh, him man. already. Well, he, he actually played at UK back in he the did. Rich Brooks era. Led the team in tackles, didn't he? Or did I make that up? Yeah. Let's just go with it. Yeah, he led the team in tackles. But he actually didn't get to finish his career his at Kentucky. He uh, suffered a 
or they discovered like a spinal injury or something like that. Oh, God. Where he, in one spring, he had to retire. Um, and they hired, like, immediately Brooks was like, well, you're going to be a GA. And so he coached like Wesley Woodyard in his first years here. Wow. So it's all come back full circle for Summerall. Who led the team in tackles. Yeah, led the team in tackles. See, there you go. it up. I didn't dream that. And I, I, I like what he's doing in that room. He's got a lot of talent to work with. They're going to be just fine. Now, last but not least. This is where we're concerned, right? Should we still be concerned? Defense backs. That's not a, a confident tone. Can the ones that just left come back? Is that allowed? Do we need Do to have walk-on tryouts? Okay, okay. So, so it's Invincible. not it's not all bad. I'm going to start with that, but I'm just going to levy with you. There's going to be some moments where you're like, I thought that was old Kentucky football. Mm, I don't like to hear that. But we have some size out there. Okay, so good news. So that's not old Kentucky football. Safety. I remember when Cody Quinn was a DB, and he was 5'8". Yes, yes. At least these guys are big, okay. and they're fast. So if they mess up, they're messing up out of mental mistakes, which I think if you're the coach, you just put them into situations where it's hard for them to fail. Like when Westry was a freshman, they're like, you're just going to be in press coverage all the time. And we're just sticking on the island, just go guard that guy. And it mitigated mistakes. Safeties, I think the safeties actually are going to be – like, a lot of it's just predicated on, is Devontae Robinson as good as we thought he was coming out of high school? I mean, the dude, Notre Dame tried to steal him last minute. He was a 4-3 guy. Like, he has everything. He has some experience. He's got to be a superstar. He's got to be your Mike Edwards. Mm-hmm. He has the athletic ability to do it. It's just a matter of, go show me. What about Tyrell? Asian, how's he looking? Asian has been in and out with a little hammy or groin or something like that. And then you also have Yusuf Corker and Jordan Griffin. So here's the thing. Your four best defensive backs are all safeties. Yeah. They just have to find ways to get them in. Because a cornerback, it's a lot of dudes who have a lot of work to do. Yeah, you saying our best players are all safeties, I hear, well, our cornerbacks suck. (laughs) As Mark Stoop said, it's making me go a little gray and lose a little hair. So... And Stoops, for, I mean, he's kind of holding on to it, and he, he doesn't seem the most self-deprecating guy. It just kind of shows you where they are. Now, 26, Brandon Eccles. That guy's good. Juco transfer. He's, he's willing to go out and make physical plays. He's about six foot. He's going to be fine. He's a good stop guy. I'm getting the I love you butt here. You're, you're easing well, us into the bad news. So the next guy who I think will be good, but not necessarily Friday. And that is Chris Westry's doppelganger. Not from like anything other than they both were 21. They're both really tall. They're both really fast. They're both really long. But Quandre Mosley was playing safety last year. Wasn't playing quarterback. Brandon Eccles, up until halfway through last year, was playing like wide receiver too. He was playing both ways in JUCO. Which, so we got some time to teach him. So it'll yeah. be all right. So that's the that's the good news. The bad news is is that like all the other guys are let's go pick off a pass and then let's not break on a hitch or you know like just very like oh let's get lost on a corner route and cover three. So we're probably gonna curse at the television a couple times. They're gonna get beat. The we're gonna get beat deep some in the secondary this year, but. But if we're going to have D-Rob with his 4-1 speed go yep. save him. Yes. That's that, what you're telling me. That's the hope. But the, my only concern with that, though, is that safeties, like it's all about game reps. Darius is, was the same athlete two years ago, but he got beat some because he wasn't used to the kind of game reps that come with it. Um, the good news is, spin zone. 
Moses Douglas, number 12, like that dude is going to be a baller. Yeah. He's going to be an absolute stud. He's the kind of like makes like one of those ooh hits once a practice. And, you know, I mean, he's he's early in relay. He's got a long way to go. But kid's a stud. And between him and the kid coming in this fall, MJ Devonshire, if the people aren't getting it, uh, they aren't getting it done outside. They can move some guys around. They can move some athletes around. It's just this is going to be Mark Stoops' greatest challenge yet is getting to figure out where the right. I thought his go. greatest challenge yet was taking over Joker's roster. Oh. Secondary. Okay. Yeah, man, and just. Fred Taylor, man. <laughs> when you said Cody Quinn, what a blast from the past. Gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, J.D. had, like, led the team in interceptions because he had two picks in one game, and that was, like, the only game he played all year. And now he's an MTV star. Did you did, did, did we ever see him on TV? Did he make it on no, TV? No, he's on there. I stopped watching it after, like, the first five episodes, and he <laughs> yeah, wasn't even on it. It I'm took going, forever. What am I doing? Yeah. So I, I didn't mean to end it on kind of a low note, but I think the one thing I do want to see in the spring game – just let's light it up. Let's throw the ball downfield. Make some plays. Are we going to get to see our most deadly weapon, uh, Ozzy Punter? I don't know. You know they are spring games. Stoops, Stoops wants to do where they – He uh, might be a KS bar with us. <laughs> <laughs> He's old enough to be. Uh, but he, he wants to do a true blue and white, but it just depends on depth if they can or not. Um, and it also depends – Well, the question for you, Drew. Is this the last time we see Gunnar Hoke in a Kentucky uniform? Mm, you're gonna put me on the spot. Yes, putting you. On the I spot. don't know anything at all. This table knows more than me, mm-hmm. but I would guess no. Think he's gonna stick around? I think he's gonna stick. Around. No, wait. I mean, I'm saying he won't be back. I'm sorry. Yes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said that backwards. But I have no idea. He could love UK. We'll I would just, just think. Ask Twitter and see what his dad says about it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I'm gonna hear about it. Just given my uninformed opinion here. So the thing is, is that Gunner could, in like he he's graduating in the spring. He he has two years to play somewhere else if he wants to. Could he be good in a max school if he wants to do that? Fine, go do it. If he wants to hang out at Kentucky and just like that's a Live pretty sweet, dream. That's a pretty sweet life. He's a formidable backup. He's not gonna come and light you up, but if you need him in a pinch, he can lead you on a touchdown drive. Um, but if you leave him in too long, it could be bad. Kentucky needs him. If not, yeah, then we're going to children. Yeah, Walker Wood, who has thrown, he's been able, like fully healthy for I like mean a, a year. I'm at the two true freshmen. But yeah, Scalzo, who's coming off of ACL, and Amani Gilmore, who won't. Neither of those guys are here right now. They don't know the offense. Slim Pickens after that. So the conversations that Stoops and Grant have afterwards, uh, you know, publicly, they're like, we're gonna be supportive. We obviously want them. You know, all that good stuff. But if Hoke does decide that he wants to go play some action. Like, good for him, but Kentucky could use him. Definitely could use him. I think they're in a lot of trouble if they don't have him. As you just said, there's nobody behind him, really, with any experience. Man, and if Lynn, with his five He passes, wants to play maybe. quarterback, <laughs> according to his Twitter, every other weekend. See, that's that's the there's one thing. Link, Link can cut his hair. <laughs> just stay away from the Twitter, He should have cut the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> just Maybe go to Instagram. He did it again recently. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, like, which he could just be talking about. He's at the mall and it's crowded. Or what I am I he, not doing at KS Bar? The there. He gets a reaction out of it. Yeah, I That's think he likes. I think he likes him because then it, freak out. and then he gets two thousand. Oh, we love you here. You're the best. And he's like, ah, now I feel better. Yeah, yeah you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful for uh, I'm hopeful for a good Friday. 
move the ball up and down the field some. I think it'll be – if the weather holds out, I think we'll get a solid crowd. Um, and I, I just – the thing is, is we're in unfamiliar territory because not only do we not have a quarterback competition, but we've we don't, always had a quarterback competition. And we don't have, like, a ton of, like, expectations. Like, it's like – you know, we won 10 games last year. Yeah, we're, kinda, we're all happy. We're cool. Like, Kind of got some house money for a year or two. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing. If, realistically, if you just went go to a bowl game this year, like, nobody's mad. Win six or no. seven. Like, it's just be Louisville. Schedule's pretty – yeah, that's easy. Like, yeah, who do they got? Who's, who's going to be their given. quarterback? Louisville had, like, 10 potential grad transfer quarterbacks, and none of them went there. God, yeah, they're never going to get Tate Martell. <laughs> <laughs> I do hate the spring game, how the offense could go out there and look awesome, but then we just go, well, the defense sucked. Like, yeah. Well, at the same time, we're running plays. Sorry, they are running plays that they've ran against each other for the past four weeks straight, and the D-line knows all the O-line's calls at this point, and the receivers and the DBs know that when the DBs say, hey, Tampa, all right, you're, they're going Tampa too. I already know the coverage. And then yep. the DBs know, all right, you have this or something. The hand signal, they're like, all right, he's doing it out. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of cheating that goes on in this spring game. Well, and how, how and no dumb, one calls any plays. How dumb down, yeah, how dumb down yeah, is the playbook? It's, you, there's probably six days of installs, and you run like install day one, which is just basic. Yes, nothing. Yeah. It's absolutely nothing. So people say, yeah, you all look terrible. Well, yeah, we ran nothing, <laughs> and they knew what we were running every time we did it. But It's basically like if you got in like easy mode in Madden. And yes. Those plays. But they, this has been a fun football podcast, but really the highlight of the weekend's Sunday night. It's back, folks. No. Sunday, all of Sunday. It's going to be a great day. We have Jim Nance whispering to us all afternoon as Tiger wins his fifth Masters Championship straight into Game of Thrones. Man. Beautiful day. It's going to be so great. I'm actually kind of nervous now that I think about it. I don't know what – I need to re-up on my my God game because – You've been off it? I mean, I've I've been getting in these conversations with it and – I'm forgetting people's names yeah, that I see. know, and it's just – I'm on my third rewatch, or my third watch, my second rewatch. And even I still learn new things. Drew's just sending me Snapchats of them watching Joffrey die, <laughs> like on like Saturday well, nights. They'll do it again this weekend? Yeah, you yeah, did, yeah. We'll watch it again. <laughs> you know, Abby and I, we're, a, we're an anti-Joffrey family. All right, then who is your least favorite, Joffrey or Joffrey. Ramsey? Joffrey. Really? By a yeah. lot? I think Ramsey had some redeeming qualities. <laughs> uh, he killed his own dad. <laughs> Oh man, I I'm really worried though. Like I'm wor- I'm worried Ty- Tyrion's gonna be a bad guy. No way. I saw you mention that on Twitter I'm or just, somewhere, and worried. I don't know what that means. You scared me because we won't make this a, a Game of Thrones podcast. You have one of those, yeah. but give me a, a brief rundown of why this is a thing. I just think that so John and Daenerys, they're your two favorites, right, to take the Iron Throne. I have a feeling that it that's too good to be true. Like too it, obvious. It's too obvious, and. Tyrion is the person who's most likely to be in the middle of it and then also, like, try to be altruistic. Like, I'm doing this for the realm, even though it's also personal benefit. Like, he went and talked to Cersei, like, behind closed doors. We didn't see what they talked about. It's true. So I, I just like thinking about a football listener who doesn't know what you're talking about nah, right now. That are just like, what are you talking about, man? Is this little, fingers co- little fingers coming back. That's the big. No way. That's the big thing. I will turn it off. If he comes coming back. back. Well, what is like a, a like he's zombie? not dead. No, he's dead. People are saying that it was a mini face god. No, that's. Have you, have you heard the Ned Stark that he was? He is a mini face god. That's so when he actually yeah. died in the first season. It wasn't him. Yeah, that's a that's way too. 
I agree. Way too crazy. Now, uh, the prophecy of Azora High, Prince Webb's promise? Jon Snow. So, do you remember the original one where he had the sword Lightbringer? Mm-mm. Do you remember the story? So, th- the story goes is that to make the sword work, first he had to kill, like, an animal, and then he had to kill something else, and then he he finally had to plunge it to make the sword give it its full strength. He had to plunge it through his loved one's heart. So, he's got to kill Khaleesi. Yes. She's going to be, like, dying on the battlefield, and he's going to shank her and then pull it out and then just start murdering everybody. Yeah, or maybe Jamie Lannister's awesome. the one that's promised and he stabs Cersei in the back. Oh, Yep, yes, that, after he's killed the Night King. Full comeback story. Man. I love it all. I love it Ready all. Ready for Sunday. It's going to be great. It's going to be a Ready great weekend. Ready for Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It is Sunday. And then Sunday. What are we doing Saturday? Uh, Keeneland. Actually, i got to go to a wedding. Yeah, I'm not doing Keeneland. Uh, oh, you over the hill, Keeneland? Yeah. I've outgrown Keeneland. Don't oh. tell Keeneland. I won't, I won't. I'm just kidding. I went way too many times the last couple meets. I'm going to take a meet off. Ooh, okay. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the opposite. I had a few meets off, and now I'm you know, getting yeah. back on. No, I still so. love Keeneland. And I love Vacation Experts. Great place. Great mm-hmm. place. We thanks for having this out here. We thank you all for listening. This has been a lot of fun, and we will talk to you soon. Peep the technique. See, they're coming out with an album. They've came out with, wait, like a... Game of Thrones album? Like, uh... Like, with popular artists on it? No, I, I see, I've been listening to the old music, the, like, uh, the instrumentals for all this stuff mm-hmm. um, to work with, because it's just, like, classic Ooh, that's music. that's a good idea. Yeah. This has, like, popular people on it. Travis Scott's on it. Well, the writer came out, the writer of Game of Thrones came out with the 21 episodes you should watch to re... Just to be hyped? Yeah. Oh. And I can watch like, 21 before Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's all of the episodes that he says you should watch. Uh, thing is. Ryan Cogman. I don't know if I, I can watch I probably only have like so many left, but I bet that's those are like the best 21. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I, I guess. Tell us now, but. Yeah, no. Too late. Um, son of a bitch. I'm, let me see. I'm going to take my horse to the hotel room. Such a banger. That it really is.